Welcome back to another episode of NBA at the Bar with your host, T.A. and G. Money, bringing you all the highlights, talking mess, and all the bullshit you shouldn't have missed. What's up, everybody? This is NBA at the Bar. We're your host. I'm T.A. This is G. Money. And we are back with you for the second week of a brand new young just getting started NBA yeah. season and it has been a doozy yes. so I'm super fired up to talk about that NBA game with all of you and so before as we get I. as are you, oh, oh you're excited oh I'm ready bro okay, I'm ready see, I can see you got your ice cube shirt on so I can hey. see you ready to go yay yay <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm with it yeah, I'm with it so as we get started couple things real quick I just had the opportunity today I don't know if all of you are going to know this individual but G Money and myself we grew up with this cat his name is E40 he has a full-on liquor enterprise just like 15 different wines and spirits and so he has a phenomenal phenomenal cognac called Tycoon and that's what I'm going to be sipping on today. Yeah, because you're the yak man. I'm so, the yak yeah, man. Yeah, I'll yeah, drink yeah. this yak. So yes, what you indeed. sipping on today? Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm a scotch guy at, uh, at, at, I say at heart. Mm-hmm. So yes, I'm drinking this scotch. He's drinking this scotch. This yeah, scotch yeah. is called Friar Nord. Yeah, you know, he's Friar got some Nord. bougie shit today. Well, hey. And does my, is my pinky up? There it is. Okay. <laughs> With ice cubes. Okay. So also what I got for y'all, I saw this at the, at the store today. You know, I go to this bomb ass liquor store and it is the NBA inspired BSOP Henny with the NBA logo on there. So what we're going to do is we're going to save this. As y'all know, being NBA fans, is that there's an in-season tournament. It's the first year for it. And so they're going to be playing it throughout the throughout the season. We just started it. Uh, that, that, that tournament just started yesterday. And so whoever wins the NBA Cup, that's when we're going to pop this bottle and we're going to drink some VSOP. You're going to get NBA me on the yak that day, aren't you? No, you're going to be on the yak that day. Okay, well, hey. I, you know, it's in the Brown family. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> yes, it's in the Brown family. So we're going to sit over and drink this when that comes up, but we're going to talk more, uh, towards the end of the show about this in-season tournament because that's a new twist of the NBA and it's actually pretty exciting. They're going to be finishing up the games in Las Vegas. So we got a lot to talk about that. But with that being said, I'm super excited. Let's talk some basketball. Is that fair enough? I'm Let's with talk it. Some I'm with it. Okay. Let's ching ching first. <laughs> Boom. Ching. Okay. And I uh, sip. Yeah. Get a little sippy sip. Okay. So before we get started, before you sit over oh, here okay. and dive you know, in, I, 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 I see excited. you excited right now. So before we dive in, you know, the, the, the big story that's out there right now is the Harden trade. The Harden trade. Clippers are not making a big two or a big three. They actually got a big four now. We got Kawhi, we got oh, Harden, we got... You got Westbrook. We got yeah, Westbrook yeah, and yeah. we got... Paul George. Paul, Paul George. Paul George. So we got a big four right here. So with the big four, with those four... We got to talk about what's the inclusion of Harden in there and how is that going to sit over here and affect the dynamic? And is that going to make them an actual team to go? So, G-Money, please get us started. How do you feel about that Harden trade? Okay, so, yes, that is the proverbial, like, uh, shoe drop of the week. Mm-hmm. And what I would say is, is that I am really curious to know whether or not that is going to be um, – the thing that puts them in the finals contention or is it, does it seal their doom? I'm kind of on the leaning on the side of sealing their doom, in my opinion, because really James Harden has been proven that he doesn't, he wets the bed in the playoffs, but taking a step back away from that, just for a second, what I really am more concerned about as a, as a clipper observer is that they already have a point guard. They have established that they have uh, put Westbrook in place to be the the gap filler and the playmaker for that team. So he's averaging, uh, let's say, a hair under his career averages of the triple-double, but he's a energy guy. He's a rebounder. He's a I'm-going-to-be-assist guy. He is still doing the turnovers and yes he cannot shoot from the outside however he has because of his energy and because they rely upon uh uh Kawhi and George that that has worked for them 
So then when you add Harden into that equation, I'm very curious to really understand how that's going to play out. James Harden can play the two, but he is proven from last year with Philly that he's most effective with him having the ball and him being the orchestrator. Well, what did he do last year? So he led the league in assists. Now, what you're essentially saying is, yeah, they have this OKC and we from the West Coast, West Side, West Side kind of, <laughs> oh, okay, we the dudes from the streets of LA and we got this, this bond and this friendship, but it doesn't matter when you start talking about the practicalities of how do we implement our offense and defense into beating teams. So to me, I really, I'm curious to see how Ty Lu is going to implement James Harden. We haven't seen it yet. It could be sexy, but it also, to me, it also it screams disaster. Well, well, let, let me chime in real quick because I think you said something very apt. Is this going to be their doom or is this going to sit over here and be the catalyst of their success? And here's where the twist is. James Harden, as we know, does always shit the bed in the playoffs. But is there not value brought to the game when he can help them um, increase where they're going to be their ranking by the end of the season for where they're going to go into the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Harden has consistently throughout his career been a, a, a full season uh, monster, which he's going to compile stats. He's going to lead the league oh, and, and assist. So that can only help the team for that particular genre. What I really love about it is that no matter what, when um, when Kawhi takes a day off or Paul takes a day, uh, uh, Paul George takes a day off, that we're going to still have a dynamic group that's going to be able to go out there and still possibly win some games, even though one of them takes off. But really, in my in my thought process, is the real question is is the sacrifice because individuals are going to have to make a sacrifice having a big four versus a big two or a big three. You follow me? Like Harden is going to have to sacrifice or Westbrook is going to have to sacrifice not just the minutes, but also who's going to come off the bench and who's going to sit over here because of their status in the league, because of where they've come from in their past, who's going to make that sacrifice for the greater benefit of the team to ensure that they excel because one or two, one of them are going to have to come off the bench, right? Absolutely. Listen, it's about the closing lineup. In my estimation, it is really just about who is going to close within the last eight minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. And so right now it has been Westbrook. So if you well, take Harden just out, came to the team, so that's correct, the reason why. But we know Harden's pedigree. Mm-hmm. So the reality is, is that it doesn't matter who starts. It's all about who is going to close in the last eight minutes. And if you have more efficiency offensively, we all know that Paul George and Kawhi are the, the, the engine mm-hmm. of the Clippers mm-hmm. and they are going to be there and they're going to be the primary offensive, uh, threat. Mm-hmm. But effectively, are you going to play all four? And if you are going to play all four, does that mean that, okay, Harden has to defer and he's going to be the primary shooting guard. And will he be able to do that until you have two pseudo point guards in there? And will that be magic in a bottle and it'll work perfectly? Or will they kind of like overstep one another and you need to put the ball to make Harden most effective, have the ball in his hand late so he can make plays for Kawhi and Paul George. And I don't know. So when I look at it, I'm like, eh, well, but here's what it seems like is, a lot. It, I, what I think is going to be between those two and talking to your point to the end of the game is who has the hot hand? Who's hot for that particular game? Because we know Westbrook can go ice cold. We even know Harden yeah, can you, go ice cold. You could cold. almost put a, a, a clock to it. Right. Westbrook is not efficient in no. terms of shooting. Well, and so he's more of a spark plug. He's going to spark energy the team. Yeah. But the twist is, is that at the end of the game, what you said, who's going to be in that last eight minutes? I think you can go back to like uh, you have a running back. You have a, 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 a and B running back, and they really go with a hot end. Who's, who's running the ball? Who's getting more yards per carry? Mm. And that's who they go with throughout the end of the game. I think the same thing is going to happen here, that we're going to sit over and see between the two who's filling it, who's hot. Who's who's got that mojo mm. to see who's going to end the game? And I think if 
that they all have that understanding, then Ty Lue being the phenomenal coach that he is, is going to be able to manage that well. I mean, you're right. And listen, at the end of the day, it's going to be just interesting. It's going to be good theater. I would say that Kawhi has traditionally and Paul George traditionally have been hurt for long stints in the game. So they will alleviate the the conflict be through the middle part of the season because one of them dudes is going to sit down for an hour no matter what. And the only, let's say, mainstay of, of playing every game is probably going to be Westbrook. So then it's just going to be about the rhythm that they have with one another. So we'll see, but I, I just... I just feel like you have added some redundancy in their overall scheme. And, but I, I don't know if it's necessary. Exciting. Well, that's what I'm, but that's just like, you don't think it's necessary. What I think is that's what makes it exciting because you know the history of their two leaders of the team, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. You know, these motherfuckers aren't going to play when they're hurt. We came from an era where motherfuckers didn't play only when they weren't. Oh, listen, I almost sound like I I feel like I want to sound like Michael Thompson because, you know, he always talks on the radio about, listen, we did commercial flights and this and that. But but that's the the motherfucker we grew up with. You understand what I'm saying? So we grew up in an era where individuals played while hurt and didn't play when they were injured. Now we have individuals that don't play hurt. They got a goddamn hangnail, and, and they're like, right. "Uh oh, hold on!" And for damn sure, not playing <laughs> when, when 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 they're injured. Yeah. So what I do believe is probably what's not being discussed, what's not being um, perceived, is that they're going to still have at least a big three, when inevitably individuals that are hurt are not playing. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah. And you know what? Okay. And here's the the little small wrinkle with the Clippers before we close it out. You know, Tucker is a professional and he has always been like a glue guy. And so them acquiring him, even though they gave up a lot of their bench to, you know, make this trade possible. But I think that he's going to be a sneaky, really good pick for them. And then Powell on their team is really going to have to step up and he's going to probably have to average somewhere around that 10 to 13 points a game to really like be another glue guy to make all of this magic happen. If the, the Clippers are going to be what Bomber expects them to be, because Lord knows Bomber is like, I'm trying to buy the championship. God damn it. From hella high water. I'm trying to buy this championship. See, so, I don't think he's trying to buy a championship. What I think he's trying to buy is entertainment. When you finance a brand new stadium, he's built this motherfucker. He's the richest motherfucking team owner Agreed. in all of sports, right? Or in all of major sports here in the United States. And so what he's trying to do is he understands when you sit over here and build a stadium from the ground up in a gentrified community, you have to fill seats. And so the only okay. way to do that is with the biggest names. Names are what fill seats. And so I think, I don't I think the concept is brilliant. I, now, also going back to the to the Tucker, uh, Tucker, right? Yeah, yeah, Tucker. yeah, Tucker. So, so when you look at Tucker, what's great about him is that yeah, they gave up a lot of players. Yeah, These are yeah, players Morris that weren't actually in rotation. Now you're bringing a person that can actually uh, um, give Zubac some time. Mm. Uh, on the bench and then the dip of play from your big man doesn't go down so considerably. So I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Give up these motherfuckers that ain't playing anyway to sit over and bring in somebody that is going to be a great number two to your big man. You're right. Listen, I'm not a Clipper fan per se. Well, I am. I was a Clipper ball. Boy. Oh I yeah. I know. I know. I know you, you and our boy LT, <laughs> yeah. but uh, what I will say <laughs> is, is the, the, the formula can work but it also has the potential to be a disaster. True. And that is what is is potential. Right. Yeah. That's what's the interesting thing. At the end of the day, I will also want to preface that from Bomber getting red as a cherry top every time he sees them play (laughs) on every game. Listen, he wants to win a championship. I've never seen an owner want to win a championship so bad. So let's not be confused. Him bringing in a name as big as Harden is solely about him saying, fuck the Lakers. I want to win a ring and I want to represent. And, and that, again, that's why I disagree. I'm just saying. You don't bring in Harden to win championships because Harden and championships are not synonymous. But you bring Harden in a name. Cha- you bring in a name to, to fill seats. seats. Now, again, okay. if, if a championship comes with it, this man is a, is a shrewd businessman. That's why he's one of the most richest individuals in the world. Championships don't equate 
to being the wealthiest. When you look at the, the Dallas Cowboys, they're the most uh, valuable franchise and they ain't won shit. And, since we were kids. And you don't think Jerry Jones is over here is crying but, but every he day yeah, he does about not about winning? But what precedes that is the ability to entertain and create value. And I believe he's, I believe the hardened trade created value within that franchise. Okay. But we but, can agree to disagree yeah, on we this. We can agree to disagree. Guess what? Fine. We're going to have a, 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 a unbelievable season <laughs> to sit over and see who's right and who's yeah, wrong yeah, at the end of the deal. But you know, you actually said something that, that, that was very poignant. You, you mentioned something about um, like what this team is going to come to, what's it going to grow to, and what's being added to it. Mm-hmm. And, and we can't help but to talk about one brand new ingredient into the NBA that's completely changed the face of the Ooh, NBA. Tell me. Talk and, about and, it. And you know who I got to talk, talk about. about it. you making and, me and, take and, a sip on that. And guess what? Every, everybody's talking about this man. So obviously we got to talk about this man, but it's warranted, especially what we've seen in the second week of the NBA okay. and what he's done. And, and you know what I'm talking about? I do. Big Dick Vic. Wimby is oh, over here God. bringing it to the deal. Is that, is that his new nickname well, now? So, so, oh, so let me Jesus. tell you where I, I got that. that from. I'm not going to say that. No, I'm gonna, <laughs> let me tell you where I got that from. There's a golfer named Victor Hovland okay. who comes in in the clutch, doesn't get wavered and all that. His name is Victor Hovland. Oh, look and at so you. they call him Big Dick Vic because he doesn't get wavered. Well, guess what? We're seeing Wimby. Doesn't get ba- wavered. He doesn't get flustered. He comes in there and he can be there at the big time at okay. the end of the game. Cause we just got him to, we, we just were allowed to see him win a game. Yeah. I mean, we are just getting, we are just scraping, scraping the very surface of, of greatness. And guess what? We, we were too young to really see this, but those same things were happening with Jordan. When he first got in the league in his rookie season, mm. when Magic, when he first got in the league in his rookie season, greatness shines the light early. With this cat, we're seeing that greatness almost instantaneously. You he know, had one of okay. the biggest games, thirty-eight points. I, 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 it's interesting that that's that's your point of view on him. I, I can't say that you're wrong. But I saw him in a different light. Okay, and the only reason that I bring that up is because. Uh, the first game, I, I gotta give him cre, cre, uh, credit, credos, and kudos. <laughs> okay. Okay. Triple C. Okay. <laughs> the Scots, the Scots made it come out slow, but, but I gotta give him all of that because the first game that they played Phoenix, they won and it, and it was a short game. Uh, he had 18 and when I watched it, he looked a little, uncertain and unsure about him as a playmaker and a scorer. He seemed a little bit um almost like passive aggressive. But what did they do in the second game? First of all, the man had 38 and 10. But what did the team do for him to allow him to get there? Uh Well, they just said, uh, give him the damn ball and move out of the and way. Give him more minutes. He went from twenty four minutes, twenty seven oh, minutes, at looking at the stop to thirty four. Okay, you know thirty five minutes, and it's so funny. You think that oh, that's just ten minutes? Well, ten minutes is is a whole lot when you're getting yeah. that rhythm. You follow what I'm saying? And I so, do. You know, I understand what Pop is doing. Pop was saying, let me limit him. He's thin. He's frail. He's new. They're going to beat him up. But sometimes you just got to unleash a motherfucking monster and let him go monster. And that's yes. what they did. I agree with you. But what I would also add to that is, is that I was impressed with his second showing because, mm-hmm. you know, the initial uh, game was, hey, I'm going up against Kevin Durant. Granted, I'm playing the Phoenix Suns and they are not at full strength and yada, yada, yada. And it, probably the conventional person would say Phoenix was supposed to win that game because Kevin Durant was supposed to bring them through. Okay, even as a shorthanded uh, team because mm-hmm. they didn't have their full strength of their superstars. Mm-hmm. But they snuck around and won that game by one point. Then the second game, you would think, okay, the scouting report is out on him, and now he is lightning ass. He's frail. He is lightning ass. He's still two hundred sixty-five pounds. Yeah, but 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 what the the point of the whole uh, surprise is? He came out gangbusters, mm-hmm. and he dropped mm-hmm. uh, what was it? Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight and ten mm-hmm. with like two blocks and. First, first rookie to have 
38 yeah. and 10 points in a single game. Tell it. So again, these are, these are what they call and they leading indicators. Them. And they whooped them. It's a leading indicator to how special he's going to be. Especially after the, you know, the, the coaches for both respective teams has spent time and looked at the film and said, mm-hmm. this is what we did mm-hmm. wrong and bada, yada, 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 yada. Mm-hmm. But it didn't matter. He just said, okay, I am going to make my imprint. And that, that mentality, that uh, aggressiveness that he showed in the second game that he didn't show in the first was really telling. And that maybe goes into the, the, the camp that you're talking about, about him being one of them dudes. And he might be. He well, might be. Well, the thing is, is that that's the difference between good and great. We know he has the God-given talents of height. He, he has put in the work to obviously have that type of height, to have worked on his jump shot, to work on his handle, to have a different skill set than yeah. the traditional big man. What's going to make him great is the heart, is the balls, is the sit over here, the, the, the grande huevos. The grandes huevos. Yes. The, and he had grande huevos in that game. Correct. And no so, doubt. And so I think that's what the missing element that we're going to be able to see unfold. Again, remember, we're still only five, six games in. Yeah, it's such a young season. Survive. It's such a young season, but when you Come get on. to see the greatness show flashes in, in, so early on. Yes. I mean, we, we've watched him mature. We talked about it last week. We've watched him mature and to grow from when he was here in the preseason. He still looked like he wasn't quite ready for the speed of the game. Mm. And then when he started playing this season, we saw, okay, the, the speed, he's gotten comfortable with it. Mm. But we still didn't see like, oh my God, this motherfucker is going to be and he, the and, truth. And, and dominant. And yeah. Right. We didn't see dominant. That's the right word. Yeah. And now we can see, we were able to see flashes of dominance yeah and so that's the 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 progression of the deal i agree and, uh, and listen at the end of the day i will still go back and hang my hat on the things that we will need to see through the course of this 82 game season is fatigue how will he handle fatigue when he hits that proverbial rookie wall yes, yes. and and so it's cool when you can play some stars in and like a nice little neat box and where I still got energy, but when I've played like three games in the in the week and, and now we mm-hmm. on the fourth and I got Giannis. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh okay, am I gonna show up for that? Am I am I gonna show up and and deliver? Mm-hmm. So it remains to be seen. Well, real quick though. Oh you okay. mentioned something important. You mentioned dominance. And when you start talking about dominance, there's a dominant team out there that we haven't talked much about. You only, you love to tease me. See, you know, we, we like minded, you know, but go ahead, go ahead and give it to hey, me. These motherfucking you Celtics wanna... is over here giving it to my uh, 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 and quiet. There's no, uh, it's no dunking on motherfuckers. It's no extra, extraordinary events that are happening in the games. All you sing is them rack up win after win. After win, yeah, they're number After one. Win. They're, they're undefeated. The only undefeated team in the league thus far, if I'm not mistaken, there might be one other. No, no, one. I think they they're are the only undefeated team. I think they are. And so when you see how the Celtics have done it and done it under the radar, without any flash, without any um, extra this, just sitting over here, and they've put together a great team. They've added the defense. Unlike, unlike our, our, our folks over there in Milwaukee that added offense, gave up some defense, and mm. you see that's not quite equating to as many wins as they maybe hoped or we thought it would. What we see with Boston is they had that, 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 that centrifuge of offense that they could bet on and that they could bank on, and then they've brought in some defense, and we see what the results are turning into. They look hard to beat. Listen, the Celtics... Uh, the Laker fan in me will never allow me to get too rah-rah about them. <laughs> but here's the reality. Them dudes look like they're, they're ready to they're win the race. truth. Yes. They, without they, a doubt. They just do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that the, them getting holiday in particular, mm-hmm. um, put them in a different class. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I loved Marcus Smart for them. I think Marcus Smart was the heart and soul of the team for many years. Mm -hmm. And I was disappointed in their decision to part ways with him. But you see why? Well, I would say that they salvaged 
the his absence with Holiday. With that being said, the, the, the thing that's very interesting about the Celtics is that it's all about Przingis and his ability to stay healthy, in my estimation. Mm-hmm. I think that Tatum and Brown are on a mission. They have been the bridesmaid enough. They are tired of it. They are locked locked in like no other. And then basically that spills off into the rest of the team. Prozingis is, let's say, the proverbial X factor. And then you add some icing when you add in Holiday because now you've closed the weakness at the point guard position and, and allowed them to be defensively efficient in all phases. Now, the thing that I would say is, I don't know if I trust that Prozingis will remain healthy because he has shown through the course of his career that he will have plantar fasciitis or some <laughs> some, little, some some mm-hmm. shit will happen to him, kind of like with Kawhi and the Clippers. It's like something is going to happen to him, and but it's like we'll have to see. Well, it's a it's a long season, so we know something is going to happen. What well, I, we don't what, know, but we we suspect. We expect. I expect. Yeah. Somebody, but here's where the twist is. I don't. I don't think it. Unless it's catastrophic, I don't think it's going to be more of a season-ending type of deal. What What I do feel with Prozingis, speaking on him, is that if the if it's not on his shoulders, because remember he's not the one, he's not the two, which he has been in every single team that he's been on Correct. prior to that, this. That's what makes him dangerous. Is that he's not option one and two. Correct. So what you do is you see that all that. That, 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 that effort and all that exposure to, to getting hurt doesn't rest on his shoulders. He can play a role that will allow him to be a powerful complement rather than the, the actual man, rather than the catalyst. I don't think he has. The, yeah. Cause Tatum the, is the guy, the spirit. The, I don't, I don't believe he has the, 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 the mental fortitude or the physical fortitude to hold up on an 82 game season where it, he's the one or the two. But when he is the three or the four on oh, that team, scary. they're scary. And, and that's what makes yeah. it exciting. And again, they're not being flashy with it. They are going under the radar. Very few people are talking about the Celtics, but the Celtics are sitting outside over of here. Boston. Because I would say the entire well, state of Massachusetts. Well, shit, they're standing on the Oh, heads. my God. They're, yeah. They're, yeah, they're ready to like uh, throw chairs and kick, they're, down, they're, kick over. These motherfuckers are in a circle jerk sitting over oh, here popping right now. Yes. Listen. Yeah. Oh, God damn Celtics. But okay. <laughs> yes, you're right. They can't do it this year. Shame on them because they have a team established to sit over here and get her done. Mm. Now, it's funny. If this was the traditional East Coast um, conference that was basic, that was uh, uh, clear, clearly below the West Coast, mm. then there obviously could not be any type of um, doubt that they're going to win it. But we still have Milwaukee in this motherfucker. Of we course. still have Philly in this of motherfucker. Course. And, and, and there's still a few other teams that, you know, Orlando just beat the Lakers today. Speaking of, you know, we're going to speak on the Lakers in a second. Just <sighs> beat the Lakers. Uh, we have talked about the Pistons. We got the Indiana Pacers are still in the mix. But see, all so of the, them are, so, are, are like, are, are they're like window dressing. Yeah. I, I, I almost like the, the teams the, on the on the century. Yeah, the except the it, the success of those teams is you make the playoffs. But not Milwaukee though. No, I mean, no, no. Milwaukee, not Philly Milwaukee, Milwaukee's supposed to be. And don't forget about New York. So what I'm saying is, is that the East Coast isn't okay. powder puff like it's all right, like it has it. been in years past. Like there's still some hardcore games, but this team is really set up to win. And if I, they can, I can't disagree with if you. If they can remain in their roles and not get big-headed, not sit over here and one demanding the ball because somebody else has and understands that this is a team game, this is a long season, everybody is going to have the opportunity to get theirs. Yeah. If they can just remain within that mindset. The time. only thing that's going to limit them to me is injury. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. If If they remain healthy – they should be the favorite, period. And, and my whole point of bringing up the Celtics is let's put some respect on their name. They're not being talked about like that in, in traditional media and the national media um, yet. But but let's not talk about them like they are the Washington Wizards. Okay, we all know the damn Celtics is supposed to be good. Okay, yes, you're right. The media doesn't talk about them because the sexy team 
that they talk about is the Lakers. And so that brings me to the goddamn <laughs> Lakers. <laughs> the sexy team is the Lakers? Listen, I don't know if that's the, the sexy team. Sexy team, yes, because we have LeBron James and y'all don't. And he's the face of the league and you ain't got the face of the league. And True. the Lakers... True. It was showtime. I don't even need to go through the history in the annals, okay? <laughs> we just said, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul, I can go. Michael Cooper, James, blah, 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 blah. I, But let's not go there. I just want to talk about this team in this mm-hmm. season and how they are acting right now. So I really have a problem with um, the Lakers. And I, I'll say this. They make everything look so hard. Every single game is a grinder out. It is. It is. Listen, if, the, uh, if a logical brain would say that uh, Denver's the better team and Denver's probably going to be the one, but the emotional and pseudo-logical, depending upon circumstance, would say that it should be the Lakers that come out of the final. Why? Wow. They don't have the team. Well, listen, personnel-wise, I think they have it. The thing that I now question as a fan is Darvin Ham and his rotations. Because I even look at how we got you. We We're just figuring got, it out. It's five games in, but it's like, yeah, let's it's not early, sit over here blame Ham already. It's early. It is early. Then we got to figure it out. It is early. However, I will preface my... My, or I will subs, I will suppress some of my disdain for Darvin Ham. You have because, disdain for the Yes, man? I do because I don't like his rotations. And what I mean by that is he likes to play, um, the kid that the, the, the 6'8 kid that came from, um, Atlanta last year. Um, I know you're talking about, I forgot his name, but go ahead. So instead of Christie, mm-hmm. okay, so. The, my issue is Christie averaged 19 points a game. Christie was on the, the bench and played at length, uh, in the preseason. Mm-hmm. He has shown that he's taken this proverbial leap. Yeah. We're talking about the difference of, let's say a six, eight to a six, six guy who's mm-hmm. basically a guard, but mm-hmm. you're playing him and he's offensively inefficient. Mm-hmm. So then when you bring him in as the first guy off the bench or you're starting him because you're devoid of of Vanderbilt, if Vanderbilt's not there and and Torian Prince is not there because of injuries, so on and so forth. But it's the logic of, okay, well, now I'm going to play this kid. And it's like, no, you shouldn't. You should play the guy who was sh- shown that he can score in set shot uh, pass, catch, From a preseason shot. perspective. Yeah, but he's also proven it in the games. So, so the games that they have won, they've brought in Christie and he has well, delivered. Mm-hmm. Where you're bringing in the, the, this, this kid and he's essentially, he can't score. So the, and he's also bringing in, um, he's bringing in Wood late. So when you look at his closing lineup, He's usually having Wood and he's having, uh, you know, LeBron and, and AD and then he's having Reeves. Reeves, right. So, okay. And then D'Angelo is kind of like come here, come there. So, so when D'Angelo isn't scoring, you don't immediately rotate him out and you don't bring in Christie as your first option because the the name of the game is winning the games. It's not about, oh, okay, let's use the 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 regular season to feel guys out so that they can get experience. No, bump that. But the reason why is because the Lakers believe that they're going to go to the postseason. So if we don't put in this work and we don't put these players in and get them seasoned to be able to perform well in the playoffs, we saw what happens. They give up the they give up the booty. They shit the bed in the playoffs. So I, I think that's actually intelligent to sit over here and especially start yeah, that. I don't agree. Hold on, especially start that early on in the season before these games really, really, really count, number one. Number two is what we all know is it comes down to three players with the with the Lakers. It comes down to AD not shitting the bed. It comes down to Reeves hitting his motherfucking three. And it comes down to LeBron not being LeBron James, but bring, being King James. 
Let me tell you something. This team ain't going to be shit. Oh, without and, and We've already that, seen that. LeBron, is, LeBron is, is not going to be King James. LeBron is everything. They can't win. And, and, you know, that's unfortunate to have to put that on a 38, 39-year-old shoulders of having to sit over here and bear the cross of being the complete and utter catalyst for a team and the determinant of whether they win or lose. Because that's supposed to be AD's job. I would just say AD, through the course of this season, he just cannot be pigeon nuts when he plays Jokic, when he plays Greek Freak, when he plays Embiid, when he plays the 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 guys that are obviously bigger and more physically imposing than him those are the moments that he needs to assert himself and he's yet to proven to prove to that prove he can that actually he can do, that. do that now but he has to prove that mm-hmm. because he really is the difference maker lebron is going to show it's just will ad show and then the complementary players that you put around them is what I question sometimes with Darvin Ham. But, you know, but LeBron's it's going to show when he sits over and says, okay, fuck this bullshit about um, uh, reducing my minutes, managing my minutes, and when he just says, fuck it, we got to win. And what's unfortunate is we see LeBron having to go to fuck it, we got to win in game four, game five of the motherfucking season, and not in game 75, mm. 74 of the season. Mm-hmm. That's what's chi- type uh, kind of disconcerting. But with, with, with Wood sitting over here, I saw an interesting comment. He said um, on the first practice, he got up there an hour early, and he was like, I'm about to show these motherfuckers. I'm about ready to do mm-hmm. the deal. And then he said he walked up into the gym, and LeBron was already up in there with a full sweat. He was uh, like, there's levels to this shit. Yeah, of course. There's levels course. to this shit. And so greatness is going to do great shit all the time. And so what we haven't talked about Actually, you alluded to, but it's Cam Reddish. That's the guy I was trying to think of. Mm-hmm. So thank you, bro. Cause you know, look, the, the Scotch didn't took his brain, his, his name away from me, but yes, Cam Reddish. I, when I, when I criticize Darvin Ham, I see that he feels in love with, oh, okay, here's a 6A guy. He can play defense. And you know what? He looked good in the Clipper game. He blocked a couple mm-hmm. shots. He, he did. did all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But look, at the end of the day, it's about offensive efficiency. You need to care more about uh, getting those twos on the other side when it's you having the ball. And you have a guy who knows your system and who's been in your system for all a full season now, and you're bringing in a free agent that he happens to have physical abilities, and he's 6'8", and he's athletic, and yeah, he's young, but he can't shoot worth a damn. So bring in off of the bench, number one should be Christie over him. And see, these are the kind of things is, again, these are early returns, you know what I mean? It's early like, I returns, can't, I can't, yes. I can't hate on... Uh, Darvin Ham right now, but I don't like his choices. It's like, come on, bro. Like, figure it out because we just got boobopped by like, I think 19 or something by Orlando. And all they, granted, everybody's bad be, look. Everybody's hyped for the Lakers. And even when we beat them, we beat them earlier in the week. I don't think anybody's hyped but, for the but, Lakers, but, we, but you. We struggled. To win that game, I don't think anybody's hyped for the Lakers, but you. From what no, we've no, seen, no, no. from what Laker we've Nation, seen far. Laker Nation is not hyped. They, they're they, they hyped. they're a little bit depressed. And, and let me tell you something. You know, obviously, I'm Laker Nation. I'm LeBron all day long. I don't know about that, but, but but what I am is a little bit concerned because when you talk about the Clippers, we talked mm. about the Clippers having a big four. Mm. These motherfuckers got a big one and a half. Mm. And that's what's scary. There, there needs to be one other motherfucker, one other gangster that can come up in there and cut throats. And they don't have that individual yet. Talk about the Lakers, the Lakers, and we can't wait on or 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 rest our laurels on a cat like Reddish or or, or any of these cats. You know, even Reeves, we can't rest on yeah, that. Well, this is going to be an individual that's going to be able to take a throat. He and he took a throat the other day, but he ain't going to take. 30 or 40 throws. Here's here's the twist, though. Uh, I think that it has to be Reeves. Reeves just, to me, 
he he had a lot of success. He just got the bag. A baby Look, bag. But yeah, he got he a bag. Got, he got him. a baby bag. It was a big bag for him. Yeah. It was a big, uh, big bag. It would have been a big bag for us too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got that right. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish. Mm-hmm. But I will say at the end of the day, it's Reeves. And if Reeves, he needs to be able to step up and then take the shots when they're there for him. And he does it in spurts. Mm-hmm. And and it's okay. He he's in in the sense of it's in his comfort it's in his comfort zone. Mm-hmm. It's in within his wheelhouse to mm-hmm. say, I'm gonna defer to LeBron and A D. Mm-hmm. But his skill set demands that he be the guy because it's not gonna be D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell has the mentality to If do I catch this dude in the streets, I'm I'm gonna slap him. He, Deander, it, it's weird. It's almost like if, if like we need both of them to come together and have a baby and be one guy. Correct. Because D'Angelo, if they did that, then we got action. Yeah, because D'Angelo Russell has the mentality for it, but he tricks the game off. With I, I don't even know if he, I want to like hate on him and say he's not that good because he's been playing. He's been playing pretty good. He's not that good. But but when the rubber meets the road, he misses his shots, and he's a he's an outside shooter. He's not a uh, I will do anything and everything and to get missing his points. shots. Like you and said. he's missing his shots, and he's not defensively efficient, right? So it's kind of like what we were even alluding to with Milwaukee. But Milwaukee has a, a, a nuclear bomb in 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 Dame mm-hmm. Dame Dollar Dame Dame time. Mm-hmm. So they just need him to be nuclear all the time to offset the fact that they're defensively efficient because they lost holiday so but that ain't but, but let's, let's nip the lakers in the butt you know the reality is is this is still a team that is still finding a way to kind of yeah, like the rubik's cube to put it together gonna be, what their form is going to be and the reality is is that it's not over with there's still moves that can be that should be, that could be made yes. to sit over here and, and and bring this team around. Yes, now, I, I don't know if it's going to get done, but what I am saying is, is we have to hold off a little bit of judgment uh, yeah, until, until just a little bit, Darwin, just a little bit, just a little bit until we sit over here and bring this together. Yes, I agree with you because at the, to me, the, the thing that is going to be the, the, True, like test is when Vanderbilt gets back. Now, people may not think that Vanderbilt <laughs> will be that significant of a guy. He's not. Listen, all Laker fans understand what I'm talking about. Look, we <laughs> have the potential to be the best defense in the league. In the league, the thing that we need to establish is the defensive rotation and Vanderbilt with his ability to guard guards and guard forwards and to I, yes, centers, I, feel, I, I agree with that. that I feel you that on that. Yes. Coupled with Anthony yes. Davis could be the thing that, I, I, that I, makes that, that is scary. That is strong. He but, can't but, score but with a damn, but he can do scary that. than that. Let me just talk to you about something more scary than that. And that kind of leads us into our next topic. And then what's more scary than that is Kyrie wants to go to the Lakers. Now, he's not with the Lakers right now. Oh, I don't want that dumpster fire, but okay. Kyrie's a... Ky- Ky- Kyrie is... Hey, I need I need to pray for you. Come here. Uh, Jalalaweta. <laughs> okay. Kyrie, because what we've seen from the Mavs is they are formidable this year. You got Luka, and you got Kyrie, and you got now a year removed. They they got together at midway point through the, the, the last year, and now they're here to now, and now they're looking very good. And Kyrie, so what I'm saying is, remember I just said that the, the, it's not over with in terms of being able to make some changes, and what I said is we need to sit over here and have a, a add another major piece. Kyrie, I think, would be that piece to sit over and be the game changer to put us in the echelon of the Denver, uh, the Denver Nuggets, of the Clippers, hmm. of the Celtics, of Milwaukee, but they're not there yet. Let's really focus on that, that team that they have in the Mavs that are performing and playing extremely well. What are they? Five okay. and one, it, five it, and two? It, it, not five and one. Are they five and two? No, no, no. So basically five and ones are Denver and Golden State. Now, they are 
probably say three or four because they have played well. It's so early, yes. But yes, they. Well, the early the, returns are that team looks like I, with I, lively. I don't disagree. That I don't team disagree. looks like. They got action. You got Luca, one of the very best players disagree. in the league. You you got Kyrie, one of the very, when he's dialed in focus and when he's sitting over here saying, "Okay, this is where I'm going to be at." He's settled and he's just playing. He's one of the very top guards in the league. When you and when you bring all of that been. together, the team is well coached with Jason Kidd. What we're seeing is a team that was far better than they were last year, and last year they weren't horrible. Yeah, this is the beauty of the NBA because there's so much parody. So Dallas is in that parody mix, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Last week we talked about OKC and we all know about New Orleans and New Orleans looks like they could be legit too. So to me, I throw uh, Dallas in the same camp of those guys, of those teams because of who? Of, of OKC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, Teams that could pop, but, but, but they're right below the top top. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, look, Luca is a gangster, okay? And, you know, we've already said what we think about uh, the gangsters. He's basically, man, he's assertive and he's that dude, especially on that team. Especially. Uh, uh, specifically but, on that team. Yeah, yeah. but but, yes, hit them getting lively, um, a guy who's has a potential anyway of being a double double guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they at least put some little bit of, uh, let's say teeth behind their bark when they got him. Mm-hmm. That is legitimate. And then, you know, they still have their same regular players. But the thing is with them is Kyrie and Luca have not really played a lot of time together. I have a season. And and they were a, a dumpster fire last year. Well, you have to get acclimated. You got but, two distinctly different superstars coming together on a team that didn't have a preseason to sit over here and work that out that were just thrown together in the middle of the season. That's what I'm saying. That's what, what the difference between last year and this year is, is that they now okay. have they now have had a time to play together, have had a preseason to come together, and we're seeing the result of that now. But see, but I feel like uh I feel like I'm watching Rocky movie. Okay. This is when I say dumpster fire is a dumpster fire. Okay. They are they were a dumpster fire. I'm like, take me back. Do 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 do. Take me back. Okay, we over here singing around a fire because they were a dumpster fire last year. It did not work. It was not good. All I'm simply saying is they were a dumpster fire. They have not proven that they can coexist. They are both guys who can get nuclear, but they essentially do the same thing. So, listen, kid has gotten. The draft pick that he wanted, mm-hmm. he got a guy who can be a little bit tough and who can get and that the boards. Needed that they weren't and they tough. needed that mm-hmm. because I can't, I can't have Luca just being okay. I'm a triple double guy, uh, you know, and still trick and, off the and, game and, and still and, lose. And, and still that lose. That's a la Harden. Yeah, he was a la Harden. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and they are the way that they are designed as a team. They're kind of like Golden State light, but they don't have Steph. So you're saying Luca is. Let's say more like LeBron esque, but if you really just looking at the game, Luca is LeBron light because he is a playmaker. He's the borderline to triple double, and he's a fit. He has the physical girth okay. to be the playmaker and be the guy who makes all the decisions, like how LeBron did in Cleveland, especially. That was his game, but. It's like LeBron when he was in Cleveland and he had to do everything. So, so Luca, okay. and Luca oh, yeah, in Dallas right. has to do everything and that's their game. But now he doesn't and his closer is Kyrie, right? Mm-hmm. LeBron was Actually, able to. I see how you, you done brought that all the way around. There you go. Yes, I'll Just take a couple more steps. Right and there. it was like, okay, this is going to be some right there with me. me. There it goes. <laughs> there it is. I see, you know, you had your third eye, just had needed open real quick. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, and LeBron took him to the promised land. They won the championship. And LeBron found a way to get to the key of Kawhi. I mean, of uh, uh, Kyrie. Kyrie. Excuse mm-hmm. me. So, that, that, yes. Yes, indeed. The scotch <laughs> is in. But that is essentially what 
Dallas is trying to do. They're trying to recreate that and they're trying to now give themselves some girth and some substance at the five and four position to recreate the Cleveland narrative, right? And, and it's so funny That's that what you say that. I, I actually, how you painted that picture, that was a Picasso like a motherfucker. You know, Picasso and you're don't welcome. quite make sense, but when you really look at it, it's like, Oh, I get it. Like That's the console exactly cut a zero off. And then he said over oh, show the pick like I see what you're saying mm. unequivocally. That's good shit. Church on the move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's church on the move. But Look, I got a question on that one. But see, LeBron was able to bring all that together to win a championship. And everybody talks about how great Luke is. And you know, I finally started coming around to believe Man, Luke, yeah, this is Luke a bad motherfucker. Dude. But here's our twist is this is where the difference between very good and great is. Can Luca do what LeBron did and bring a championship to the man? And there goes the rub because that's exactly what they're thinking about. They're just, they, early returns is he looks good, but you know, the rubber is going to meet the road in the playoffs for all of these teams that we're bantering mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's their narrative. Their narrative is I'm about to bring the Cleveland Cavaliers version of offense and defense to these playoffs. And we're going to shock and awe you to death. And I don't think it's enough, but I understand. I understand. You understand. So what it does is it makes them competitive. Yeah. And I think this year they're going to be more competitive than what they have been. Yeah. But the reality is, is there probably another significant individual way from getting possibly. to possibly the conference championship? Yes, possibly. Jokic mean- versus Luka? I mean, you know, that would be dynamic. It would be. Europe would be on fire. And oh, my God. Know what to do. Oh, my God. Yeah, man, listen. <laughs> and, and, and as a Laker fan, I do not want to see that. But, yeah, it, it could happen. It could happen. There's a or, lot of parody in the league. Right. Or we could sit over and trade for Kyrie because they know they want to go there. So my my thing is, is if it doesn't work right by the trade uh, by the, by the trade deadline, that we could see Kyrie traded to the Lakers. Or if they continue uh, on the hold on, if they continue say on the on the uh, if you think that's a bad thing for the Lakers, you need to sit over here and just turn in your no, Lakers. Look, I already know. No, I already right know. Now, I, and look, that's not for I you. know. Listen, I know that Kyrie on the Lakers would be fire because of my belief in LeBron's leadership. I just don't know what we would have to give up. To even make that possible. We give up Reeves for him. And some picks. I like Reeves. Yeah, we like Reeves, but you want Kyrie or Reeves? Don't put that to me. Because <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. Okay. Right now, I'm going uh, right to say no. Gonna say you would no. say no? Right now, I'm going to say no. <laughs> but but, but hey, it's I don't early. know what else to say. When this man says he wants Reeves uh, over Kyrie. I like uh, Reeves. Sit there, sit there. Reeves is going to make this thing right here. I don't want nothing to do with Re- that. Reeves said, I am him. <laughs> he did. I he am just him. That. I just need to. I almost slapped him for saying that bullshit. No, man. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> you know what? I just need Reeves. You need to say, I am him. Right now, bro, in November. No, no, not right now. In I, November. He didn't say, I am him today, tomorrow, next Correct. week, next month. Listen. If he can't say that, then get the fuck out of here. Because that's what Wilson said. Correct. And I, and, and I said not correct. Correct. <laughs> correct. <laughs> You're right. So uh, that's what they need to do. As we that's finish this up. That's what he needs to do. This is, this is the one thing that, that, that is going to be a, a, a fun topic for us to talk about. You know. Last year, I heard about this in-game tournament. And I'm like, in-game tournament? Okay. In-game tournament. And it was like, yeah, it's approved. We go have an in-game tournament. I'm like, okay, in-game tournament. And then all of a sudden, I didn't hear no more about no in-game tournament. First of all, where are the directions? I don't know what the hell. What is the in And it started yesterday. Yesterday. I want to know is is what's your opinion? And, And we can save our feelings about what it is overall but what do you think not what do we feel about it what do you think about the in-game tournament okay put some logic to it adam silver clearly is trying to create a buzz around the middle meat of the season 
Which right? is needed. It, it, and, and it's understood. Mm-hmm. I just, I think it's a little gimmicky. I think that the rollout of it wasn't smooth. Correct. Yes. I think that they needed to be a little bit clearer on. They just popped it in on us. They yeah, just it was just like, it was just like, oh, oh okay. Well, the Milwaukee Bucks got, uh, some fancy <laughs> uniform. Okay. And, and the floor is different. Great. The floor is different. Uh, what the hell is but, going but, but, on? But we all know 82 games. It does get, there is lows. Yeah. And I get it. And, and, and you know what? Uh, um, th- I don't, I'm going to reserve judgment on it. I, my my initial reaction is gimmicky as hell, not necessary. However, I understand the motivation behind it, and th- it it could mean something. But it feels really like NIT tournament. It feels like uh, I'm watching college basketball. And great. There's the national championship, which is the equivalent like of the games. NBA, and then there's the NIT, okay, you are the uh, second best of the third best team, uh, and you guys are really good at this. Uh, here goes your trophy. And so from the player standpoint, yeah, man, they get another trophy. They Maybe they get some extra money, blah, blah, blah. What are you talking about? They don't okay. maybe get extra money. The, 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 the top team. Gets five hundred thousand per player. Okay, and five hundred thousand per player. Well, if I'm a player, I'm like, that's <laughs> a new Bentley. So that's church on the moves, right? So you know, all, all of day. them are excited about getting all the day. extra money. And then we sit over here and we talk about this this NBA Cup. Now that's completely yeah, different, and, what, and that's the NIT part. I'm like NBA Cup. I'm like, okay. Well, we have to see how this plays uh, out because the okay. eventual champion team. It could be a it could be a precursor. To who the NBA championship? We don't know how this is going to play. That's my right. point. What are we doing with this? What significance does it have? How important is it going to be to the history Correct. of the NBA? Those are the questions that I like. I'm kind of stuck on. Like, but I, I appreciate the fact that they're doing something to create um, some competitiveness. So I understand that lull that happens in the middle of the season. That I that I can see this possibly being something that ignites the competitive fires for the individual Correct. teams to sit over here and, and be a little bit more competitive, fight a little bit harder, um, stop um, taking time off for, for things that hurt and only for things that are injured. You know, if they're injured, church on the move, take that time off. But if you're hurt and, you know, you got a hangnail, like you like to say, or if, if your pinky toe hurts, oh, that you man. still fight These through dudes. it like you did in our day and still fucking play hard. So I think this could be the catalyst to that, but we don't know. Is it going to be just, hey, this is another game and we just wearing this fancy uniform? Like, oh, okay, you know, I have, I have not experienced the NBA, NBA life. I've just been a watcher and a judger. Mm-hmm. I, I've got a PhD in watching and judging. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we got a couple of friends who have been to the league and, and, and just even as an observer, I would say that we understand that it's a grind and the league is a grind. You know what I mean? And I, and I've through those experiences of, of, of and having those conversations, you really understand like how hard it is for these guys to, to get up. Well, I can only fathom after eighty yeah. games. That's like not as three times hundred. Right. Like I just couldn't fathom playing yeah. that many games. And so, yes, it unequivocally is a low. But maybe this can interject some new energy and some new excitement. And you know what? And that's the point. I think that's the NBA's point. It's just will the fans come along? Right. Will the fans come along? And you know what? The NBA has done a really good job of creating the newness around it. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it'll be interesting to see if everybody gravitates. Well, here, to it. you know, speaking of that, you know, talking about motherfuckers coming along, ladies and gentlemen, I need y'all to come along. I need y'all to sit over here and subscribe. I need y'all Great to segue. like. <laughs> I need y'all to rate. I need y'all to follow. And so I want to give a quick shout out to E40, this tycoon yak. I'm loving it. I'm going to drink some more of it. Very nice. But with that being said, G Money, all right, man. Ball today. Hey.
We did the damn yeah. thing. We talked some bad Boom. Boom. Love you. Mm-hmm. Love you a little bit. Hit my theme music. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, boom, boom.